Jesus Church College. Join hosts Richard Tamburo and Molly Inman as they chat with other faculty and guests about church, the Bible, theology, and learning the way of Jesus here in Portland. This week, we're going to unpack Sabbath. Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast. Uh, I'm Richard, and I have brought in a, a British reinforcement <laughs> in Rebecca. Hi. Uh, and now outnumbering the American, Molly. I know. And so this will be different. No, it's good. So you'll be glad to know we've, we've done the Marmite chat. We got that out of the way before we hit record. Mm. Um, which so, for those of you who don't know what that is including I'm learning, Molly including me but I'm about to explain it is <laughs> nu- nutritional yeast like that goes on toast and I wouldn't like it those yeah. are that's those are my summary points from that chat yeah well <laughs> we'll try like before we do the next podcast that Molly's on we'll, I'll, I'll like I'll test her out on some Marmite I'll give you the can, reviews yeah, yeah give keep you reviews. in suspense until then yeah or maybe we, maybe we should just next podcast have some marmite on toast during the podcast. Yeah, and then get to hear the reaction. Mm. Snack of snack. Of, you know what? This podcast needs snack of the day. Why have we not done that? <laughs> like this week, like Sesame Street. Sesame Street. You know, the podcast this week was brought to you by marmite on toast and apples. I don't know. And apples and frozen hummus. And frozen that's hummus. what I had for lunch. There you go. Mm. Accidentally. But mm. that's not really what we're talking about. No. We are going to talk about Sabbath, and so. If you've been following along, you know that for a few weeks we were talking about the story of God because it's something we were in the run-up to Easter trying to frame this big celebration of the climax of the cross with the backstory. And so now we've done that and we're stepping into a new season and wanting to respond to what we sort of explored and of course there's a million things we could respond you know and pick and so we prayed about it and the thing that we think uh that god wants us to do and would be really important would be to have a look at sabbath and so if you go to the website which the link will be in the notes then there's going to be stuff each week um and it's kind of like an invitation to re-explore mm-hmm. and if you've never done it explore for the first time but kind of explore this and so we're going to talk theology and what the Bible says, and we're going to throw out ideas and talk about, I don't know, the effect that Sabbath has on us or not Sabbath mm. has on us when we don't do it. And yeah, just try to become more skilled at it and more wise about why God says it's an important thing for mm-hmm. us. And so that's going to be a long journey for a few weeks, but this is a launching off point. And so Molly, with her mm. Bible open, with my why Bible don't you, open. like, what's our ground zero here yeah um yeah and i'm i just want to say i'm really excited about leaning into uh, sabbath on the heels of this story of god foundation that we've laid because where we left off the story of god was the life death and resurrection of jesus and as he ascends to heaven and promises that he will be with us uh, by way of the Spirit of God or the Holy Spirit with us. He invites us to be intentional in living a life um, of flourishing, a, a life and life abundant. And then he gives us ingredients as to what life abundant can look like here on earth as we follow in the way of Jesus. And one of those ingredients, if you will, is the practice of Sabbath. 
But this isn't the first time that this practice um, or this rhythm of life, a way of orienting our life is introduced. It's a theme that is brought up at the very beginning of scripture in Genesis. So we're going to start in Genesis because that's your way. We've never done that. You know, never. That's yeah, so that's so original and, you, you know, unique. I, I, was joking, <laughs> I was joking with the college students yesterday. Like we think Genesis is the name of the book because it's origins, beginnings. Right. I'm like, you know, in a way it's also a mandate, like yeah. begin here. Yeah. The sort of directions. If you're going to do good theology, it's good to yeah, start, start here. at the very beginning. <laughs> there you go. A very good place to start. Um, in Genesis one and two, God, um, creates and brings this world into order. And it's beautiful. Actually, I was just reading, um, Proverbs eight. He brings, uh, creation into existence through wisdom. And what's so beautiful about that is that there is intention behind the way he sets up and creates this earth. Um, and he uses it through wisdom or chokhmah in the, in the Hebrew scriptures. That's some good back and forth Hebrew there. Nice. You know, it's a fun word to say. You got to slip it in anytime you can. It's okay. We'll wipe down the mic off. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Say it again. Chokhmah. Chokhmah. Chokhmah means wisdom. Got it. Uh, and so we see six days God being faithful to create and order um, this beautiful world with intention. And on the seventh day, he rests. And something to point out in the midst of this is this world is beautiful and created by God and it hasn't been invaded by sin in any way. And God still rests. Like this is a beautiful invitation that we see God model for us prior to anything going wrong. It's not just a reaction or an overcorrection to a broken world, although it becomes a little bit of that. The, the intention of God at the very beginning is to have a beautiful rhythm or tension of faithful work and rest. Yeah. Because we get those those two, actually those two, you said work too. We get those wrong. We tend mm-hmm. to think that work is because of the fall. Right. Actually work was God's intention. Yep. Or we tend to think, and we I'm sure we'll talk about this a bit, <laughs> like some, often we rest reactively instead mm-hmm. of proactively. Right. right. So it can feel a lot to us like that too is a part of the fall. Mm-hmm. But you're saying God actually takes the Sabbath. He institutes and actually does himself some resting, Mm -hmm. but as part of this wise plan. So God wasn't like after the sixth day, like, oh, I'm knackered. I'm going to go lie down for a while. (laughs) But it was part of his like, and here's the icing on the cake. Like Mm -hmm. here's the final part of the plan Mm -hmm. is this bit. Yep. Mm -hmm. Which in a way, because it it all kind of climaxes in the creation of humanity. Yep. That then the next bit of the, actually the climax in the God's, part of this in the first seven days is actually the rest bit mm-hmm. of enjoying it yep so yep absolutely that's an important feature right absolutely absolutely mm. and i love that the first so the humans are created on the sixth day it says that god rests on the seventh day so the first you know full day of of humanity delighting and interacting with god is on the sabbath so the their first human experience is actually in rest and delight with god mm. and i think that that's beautiful and significant mm-hmm. we're working yeah from places of rest. And that's so different because, I mean, even the way we think about how you think about your week, like what's the first day of the week or, you know, mm-hmm. like I definitely grew up, I don't know if it's a cultural thing. So Rebecca, you'll be useful on this, okay. shared culture. Like it definitely felt like Monday was the beginning of the week. Correct. And yeah. Sunday was the end of the week. Yeah. And so 
if you did any resting on a Sunday, and I didn't really grow up in church, so it wasn't Sabbath. Hmm. But I grew up in a time when like the shops were shut, right. there was no buses running, and so you naturally rested. Um, right. But it was definitely like, okay, you've worn yourself out. Now recover before you start again. So it's just so interesting molly to hear you talk about it as a starting point mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because i tend to i just have a natural cultural inclination to think of it as a recovery thing right. instead of something different mm. was that your experience too Rebecca? yeah actually i wanted to add to that a little yeah. bit um so i think i'm a little older than you so it was even a m- bit more of a st- hard stop on a sunday but i was thinking about what and uh, you know we always we didn't really talk about it as sabbath but we always Sunday was the day of rest and that really was a thing growing up um but it was I wasn't growing up I didn't grow up Christian either and it was I was thinking about it just today and it's like the, it was that it was boring it was the absence <laughs> of God oh yeah it was it so was, frustrating it, it, yeah it was, it was it was this kind of emptiness huh. and um I was just as you know I was thinking of um God you know, resting, walking in the garden with Adam and Eve, you know, just hanging out in the cool of the day. And that to me is like Sabbath is, mm. is, um, it's community and being with him. And, um, I was thinking that was the problem with my Sabbath growing yeah. up was that it was, it was empty. Yeah. Huh. yeah. I love that. Yeah. That's so important. Yeah. yeah. That's so significant. Cause when we, we, I think a lot of people's posture attitude towards Sabbath is this, you know, a thing that we never really do very well and it's daunting and it's not fun, which, and then it, it's in, in by way of all of those negative connotations around it, there is no room to bring God into it because mm-hmm. it's this like thing that we dread or that we don't know how to do. So I, I, I think it's significant that you're not alone in that experience of mm-hmm. like, oh, that absence or that void mm-hmm. when that was never the intention at right. all. It was only only ever delight and, and presence and actually pre- personal God's personal presence is like the, the central theme around any time you see him invite us to remember and practice the Sabbath and keep it holy is it's always directed to, towards God's personal presence mm. in a significant mm-hmm. way. We can get to that yeah, in a second. We'll get to, but. Yeah. So let's get somewhere next then. So yeah. Genesis, it's important Yep. and rest like God it says God rested. So rest is something to do with this, but Genesis doesn't, unpack then a whole lot about like how to sabbath mm-hmm. or what it's for or how to, you know just so like where where's the next stop to start to flesh out like so what on earth is this about yeah so um lots lots happens between lots happens between genesis and exodus that i wish i had time to go through but that's not what this podcast is about um but or the next podcast time- is not going to be that long <laughs> right, <exactly. laughs> and i'll save you guys all the trouble of walking through everything um but what's okay there everyone's got it memorized they right, remember they right, know, right right yes <laughs> they know everything uh is we see it show back up on the scene in a in a significant way as moses is um articulating the t- or it demonstrates the 10 commandments that he heard from god on the mountain and one of these commandments or um instructions are to remember the sabbath and keep it holy now what's interesting about the way that this command is articulated is most of the commands start with thou shalt not and thou shalt or do yeah, this and don't do this negatives yeah like they're warnings. like yes exactly yeah, yeah. boundaries if you will on, on how the people of god are to live 
And then it's this beautiful one that sits in the center. It says, remember the Sabbath and keep it holy. So set it apart. You know, that's mm-hmm. the, the invitation around the word holy. Set it apart and remember as if we maybe would be inclined to forget. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I love that it sits at the heart of the of, of the Ten Commandments because the when you when you kind of trace the pattern of the Ten Commandments, the first five are all about how to love God, and the second five are all about how to love others. And then at the heart of it sits this command to remember the Sabbath and keep it holy, and it acts as a hinge point of in order to keep that pipe, if you will, flowing from loving God and loving others. A Sabbath rest is vital. It's important, and it's supposed to be a blessing for the people of God. Now, they've just been delivered out of Egypt, out of slavery, and so this instruction list, though it feels a little bit of like a do's and don'ts from our perspective, our limited 21st century westernized perspective, it is a list of how free people can live into their freedom. Like, God has set them free. This is how you live into freedom, yeah, is to live... Like a vision for what life can look like. Yes. What, a, yes. what the good life mm-hmm. looks like. Mm-hmm. So even as we look back on how Sabbath is beginning to take form and shape over the biblical um, narrative, it's easy to assume that, oh, in the Old Testament, it was a command and it was this list of do's and don'ts. But even in that context, though we tend to read it in that direction, that was not the intention of God to give us the Ten Commandments. In fact, it was actually a pathway of what it looks like to say yes to the invitation to live into freedom according to how God has created us to live and be and be faithful and represent him and all of these beautiful things that he's doing with the people of God. That it's so interesting how our culture struggles to get that because there's a sense in which then the commandments give a vision for life, a good life. But then the fact that Sabbath sits as like the engine in the middle Mm -hmm. Hmm. Is like that's the place where some stuff gets built so that then the other six days you can give away what you've got into this life. Mm-hmm. So, you're, so you're really posturing yourself as a steward. Whereas we tend to view our working week, especially our careers or whatever we do to get money as the engine house of our life. Yes. Mm-hmm. Or something like that. Yes. Or sometimes a relationship or, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but actually if we really thought about Sabbath and that presence with God being at the center, then, yeah, we would relate really differently to all these other things. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It kind of changes the context. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Absolutely. And I'd be interested to see um, what what this experience has been like for you guys being, um, living in America, but not being from America. But I, But my experience only having American culture, you know, infused into the way that I'm supposed to live is the value that people place on what they do has become so central and integrated to their identity that the second you stop doing, you're worthless. Mm -hmm. And that's a lie that the American culture feeds us that actually inhibits us as Americans from participating. I hate, I hesitate to say properly because then it makes it seem like there's only one right way to do it. But to, uh, to take seriously the invitation to Sabbath rest is we actually get to push against the cultural lie that we are worthless if we are not doing or producing or making or, you know, this angsty drive towards achievement and success that's baked into American culture. This is a way to actually declare freedom over that, over like, I'm not a slave to the American industrial 
cog that yeah. mm-hmm. I could get easily sucked into. I actually get to declare freedom, just like the Ten Commandments were a declaration of freedom. I get to declare freedom from saying that my identity is tied in success, achievement, and what I do. I can still have value and worth from my creator even when I stop and yeah. cease, mm-hmm. yeah. which is what Sabbath means. In the Hebrew, it's Shabbat. It's to stop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That translation is so, cre- so key. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm. <laughs> what, so you've been in America longer, Rebecca. Come on, what, what have you noticed? Yeah, I mean, I would agree that there's definitely, um, I think I'd go further and say there's kind of a nobility that's mm. placed on work. And um, just even when you look at kind of vacation time <laughs> versus holidays, um, you know, it's just like there's, it's just not cool to take a vacation. And it's mm. definitely not cool to take more than a week. So there's there's definitely a work kind of ethic that's a little out of whack mm-hmm. here. I wouldn't I would say that we're not exempt from that though from at least the UK. Yeah, uh, there's a, you know my dad was definitely a workaholic. I definitely went through a phase of being a workaholic and mm-hmm. um yeah there there's a very unhealthy em- emphasis I think just culturally as western culture we put on Mm. on work and yeah and and even in my job i just find that it's just not considered cool Mm. to take a rest and there's a there's a kind of like i was working on sunday you know just like we were having a meeting on sunday and it's like oh good good hey good for you (laughs) (laughs) so uh yeah i it's been a real kind of struggle to figure out how to f- to kind of come back to a career mm. and then to keep it in a box or keep it balanced. Mm. And um, mm. But yeah, it's been interesting to see how God blesses it mm. when you choose that harder road of of uh, taking that break and, and yeah. just... It's yeah. even interesting you use the word harder because you're right. It is a harder In this road. culture, yeah. it's harder. But actually what God's offering is a way that if we actually learned to do it as a culture mm-hmm. would be easier. Right. Right. So right. It's, it, that's yeah. the sort of tragic irony um, in it all a little bit as well. Right. Um, but that's also like the good of Sabbathing well is a little bit of a, like a private family affects you thing mm-hmm. or maybe your community, but actually this could be a way to bring like Jesus influence to friends and colleagues mm-hmm. and, like to push back like you're saying molly it's a way we can push back on culture in terms of hey i want to get any toxicity of culture out of me but we can actually push out onto culture to like mm-hmm. affect it well mm-hmm. right. by teaching it some of these things which is 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 interesting right and i think even you know aside from kind of teaching just just that kind of what rest brings and to sort of to emotionally to be able to kind of reset and mm-hmm. um, have a better perspective and to work um, in a way that is efficient and not just kind of long. You know, it, there's yeah. so much that you bring when you actually take the risk, as it were, of stopping, you know, and yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is. There's a bit of faith in there. Yeah. The, other, the other thing I noticed in America, because you're right, Britain has a problem with this as well. Mm-hmm. But I think one of the twists on identity and value around work is um, Americans have a bit more of a we're, compe- 
competitive mm-hmm. <coughs> about this. Yeah. And so, like, in the UK, people can be workaholics, have a strong work ethic, and, um, you know, really feel like, but a bit more of like, but there's a duty, like, I ought to be working. It's mm-hmm. a kind of instilled duty. Mm. Whereas I think America has a bit more of a, like, but I want to work harder to get ahead, mm-hmm. to achieve more than... And so it's interesting because mm. the toxicity in the culture doesn't just affect your relationship with yourself, but it also affects your view of others because all of mm-hmm. a sudden they become adversaries yeah. when you Sabbath. Mm-hmm. And so it's just, that's an, an extra layer of hardship I think Americans have that actually <laughs> makes it harder than maybe it would for us in the UK. Yeah, that's, a, that's an interesting point because I've definitely felt felt that of like there's a scarcity mentality around opportunity and therefore the people to your right and to your left actually become threats rather than allies in which is so anti what is established even in the garden as god calls us to be partners to to co-create and to to lean on each other into like yeah and then we're we're such a short step then from the practical advice of oh so learning to do this hard thing in community yes Mm -hmm is a massive reinforcement that's yes. needed. Yes. So Absolutely. we'll get to practical things. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. So let me scurry along into the, the, some of these other passages that we want to get to. So, um, it's established in Exodus as how free people live into their freedom. It's reiterated in Deuteronomy as the law or the 10 commandments and, and the way that God's people are to live is, um, is reestablished and rearticulated to the next generation who yeah. is going to enter into and the promised land. And I love the tone land. of Deuteronomy as well because it's all about like if you do this way, blessing. Yes. If you do this way, curses. Yes. And so it's it's a sort of warning. Hey, you're going to have to protect this. Yes. But mm. the good stuff comes. Mm-hmm. Don't just do it because I told you so. You know, Absolutely. like I don't know a reluctant toddler is like, fine, I'll go clean my room. But <laughs> yep. <laughs> you yep. Know, Absolutely. Uh, yeah, there's a but it does need guarding. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of warning and yeah, God knows this is gonna be hard. Which yes. is if you've never Sabbathed and like it's a hard thing and you try it, you, like you you gotta know there's bits of the Bible where God calls out as like this I know this is gonna be hard for you mm-hmm. because that's where the enemy comes along and just like, Oh, you should feel ashamed. Mm-hmm. A rotten yeah. person that can't do this thing. Everyone else can do it. Like, no, this is a hard thing. God oh, said yeah. it's hard. It's okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I love that there is a little bit of a, like, the, it's articulated slightly differently um, because he's teaching the new generation the, the fundamentals of the law. And when he, when, when Moses gets to, um, when he gets to the commandment of Sabbath, he says, observe the Sabbath day, keep it holy as the Lord has commanded you kind of walks through what, what that what that could look like. And then says, remember that you were slaves in Egypt and that the Lord, your God brought you out of there with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm. arm. Therefore the Lord God has commanded you to observe the Sabbath day. So again, there's this tie into slavery, freedom, slavery, freedom, yeah. not just blessing and curse. Cause that's, that's a, a helpful distinction of like, God has ordered the world in such a way that to live into the way he's created it, it is blessing in and of itself. Yeah. And then he also warns, this is what slavery can look like for you. And this is what freedom can look like for you living into the Sabbath. Um, yeah. and, and that my presence, my personal presence will be with you as I engage with Sabbath. And also the, like the liberating presence of God, mm. like the reason mm-hmm. this freedom is yep. because God can be trusted to do something. Yes. And yes. if we don't trust God, then yeah, I would 
be a complete workaholic trying to fight for any sense of control and security in life. Mm -hmm. Like the only way I'm going to down tools and stop is if I can trust God Mm. because life is fragile and the world is a threatening place. And, you know, so I think there's that extra little twist there of Mm -hmm. God's powerful and don't worry, Mm -hmm. you can stop because he's got this. Yes. Yep. Yep. And we, we even see as the as the story of scripture unfolds and God's people choose the way of disobedience um, and that leads them to exile, um, which is what they were warned of in Deuteronomy. Like this is how to live into the way God is intended. This is what curse could look like to live outside of God's intention. Uh, they choose disobedience and to live outside of God's intention. And so they're exiled. And the language around this exile is that they, they shall not enter my rest. Mm-hmm. So again, rest is tied to this personal presence of God. They shall not enter my rest. This is what disobedience looks like. This is what an antithesis to a life of flourishing in the, the wisdom boundaries that I've created for my people means they don't get to enter my rest. Yeah. So we're left in suspension there. Jesus comes on the scene. A lot happens in between that th- then, but I'm <laughs> flying we'll over. Ju- we'll just skirt over a few just, thousand just years. A few, just a few things events. happen between yeah. now, th- that now and then. Jesus arrives on the scene, and he starts to use this language of you will find rest for your soul. So in Matthew 11, he's got this beautiful passage about um, saying like, you, my yoke is easy, my burden is light, therefore, you know, come to me all who are weary and you will find rest for your souls. Now, the people listening to that are, you know, their hearts, their minds are flagged up because they're, what he's articulating here is, I, I am the incarnation, the presence of God is, is in me, is with me, I am God himself, you can mm-hmm. find rest for your souls in me. And it's a beautiful invitation, one of my favorite passages in the in the Gospel of Matthew. Um, and it's an invitation to enter into God's rest through the person of Jesus, through his life, and then we find out through his death and his resurrection. Um, one other really cool story about Sabbath in the Gospels, I believe it's in Luke 23, um, where Jesus heals on the set. That doesn't feel right. So we're going to go back and tell you exactly where it is, but we're going to summarize it for you. Maybe I, Richard maybe knows it off the top no, of his head. I can't remember. I, I've got a feeling it's like Mark, Mark 5 or 6, but, okay. I, but it is in yeah different place in each gospel. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Right. Google's the rescue. No, this is not Google. It's like today's reading. <gasps> oh, is it? Well, it's not today's. It's four days ago. Okay. That's still pretty close. <laughs> That's still cool. Everyone's behind. Remember. Yeah, I'm Mark. <laughs> it's actually Mark 2, I'm remembering. Mm. But it's also Matthew 12. Matthew 12. Oh, so, okay. So that's cool. So let's rock with that for a second. Because right after he On says you'll Sabbath, find... Sabbath. Luke 13. 13? <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's a two. I mean, it, yeah. But so, yes. So, so just, a, just read the Gospels. It's all over the place. It's all You'll over bump the place. Into it really quickly. I'm going <laughs> to lean into the Matthew 12 because the, I love that Matthew set it up this way. So, Matthew 11 ends by saying, You will find rest for your souls. Matthew 12, Jesus heals on the Sabbath. And it's scandalous for the religious people of that day because for them, they set up so many boundaries around keeping the Sabbath holy. And, yeah, it became a thou shall not thing, didn't exactly. it? Exactly. That's like very an OCD well put. thou shall not thing. Yes. They even came up with books, one called the Mishnah Sukkah, and it's a book about okay, so God gave us a boundary around keeping the Sabbath holy. We're gonna create a ton of more boundaries around that boundary just to make sure that we don't cross into being wrong. So for them to see Jesus 
heal on the Sabbath was scandalous and felt like it went against God's intention for how to keep the Sabbath holy. But what I love about this is Jesus is walking them through graciously being the good rabbi that he is and saying the Sabbath was supposed to be a blessing for man, mm-hmm. not man for the Sabbath. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the, the version of like, hey, you better not piss God off by breaking <laughs> any of these rules. Mm-hmm. It kind of, Actually, it sort of tells a narrative that, man, Sabbath's going to be hard for you and bad for you because you're actually going to want something else. But because of the big bad God, who in some sense is your adversary, hmm. you'd, you'd better not do anything wrong. Right. Instead of a God who's like, hey, life's hard. I care about you. I designed you. And I know this will be good for you. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, yep. it just that's such a different storyline. Mm-hmm. Yep. And the fact that the significance of the fact that Jesus chooses to heal on the Sabbath, mm-hmm. which is actually bringing restoration and flourishing and holistic humanity back into alignment and that it happens Mm -hmm. on the sabbath actually exposes what sabbath was meant to do Mm. yeah like in the priority of values Mm -hmm. he's like this is the thing that really matters yeah this is what sabbath is it's restoration yeah right and they were missing the point that they were with jesus who is god and he's bringing himself he's bringing um his presence and all that comes with that and i love that um uh, just the the idea of the come to me all and I will give you rest. So it's like I spent time just trying to Sabbath and trying to be kind of trying to slow down, but not coming to Him. And it's like mm-hmm. if we would just come to Him mm-hmm. and yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Like, we make that mistake all the time, right? Even in our um, you know clumsy engagement of trying to practice sabbath we could go a whole day without actually finding rest for our souls Mm -hmm. in the person of jesus you know we we skirt around it and you know it takes all sorts of shapes and we'll get to the practical of it and Mm -hmm. how we've all failed in this room just to make you guys feel better that this (laughs) it's actually out of weakness that we're talking about this not out of strength yeah definitely (laughs) so here's the perfect sabbath here's what i do no and anyone who has the perfect sabbath is lying (laughs) uh let me me ask you a question because that phrase like rest for your souls Mm -hmm. So I can imagine people have encountered a way of thinking about sort of the Old and New Testament. Okay. Where like Sabbath in the Old Testament was like practical. It was to do with your health, your life, your community. Um, But yeah, in the New Testament, it's really just like being right with God. It's like a soul thing to do Mm. with, you know, you having just a good relationship with Jesus. Mm -hmm. Um, So is that, you know, because there is that change of language yeah is this a change of focus is jesus changing actually like hey there was a practical version of sabbath but now i'm turning it into this just spiritual thing or is jesus adding a layer Hmm. and actually just deepening our understanding of sabbath good question um i've never been asked that question before so let's see what comes out of my mouth um I see like magic. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I see Jesus oftentimes turning up the heat on what what the law is and what it was intended to do. We we oftentimes seeing seeing him as someone who comes to abolish the law, when in reality he comes to fulfill the law and to to bring greater depth and clarity to it. And so what I see happening here is he's expanding our capacity to understand the the heartbeat of God as he intended Sabbath to be experienced. 
in his personal presence. Which means that everything from here on out is invitational. So again, and I see in the Old Testament it being invitational in the way that it's how free people, again, live into their freedom. It's not this... Yeah, especially how it's introduced to the the Israelites. Exactly. Um, But in it, so so in, in some sense... We have rest for our souls on offer anytime we engage with Jesus. It doesn't have to be confined to just a Sabbath day where we go six days without God and then seventh day, you know, right. we come we come on mm-hmm. in and it's like Jesus is back. That's not how that's what is being leveled up or the heat that's been turned up on this invitation to Sabbath is God. we have the spirit of the living God in us, therefore have on offer rest for our souls in the person of Jesus any day of the week. Yeah. That being said, Jesus does lays, lay out a, uh, a way to live a, a life that is filled with God's intention for flourishing. And one of those things is the balance of work and rest that Jesus himself models. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm really glad you put, you jab a little bit at the, it isn't just, one day a week you get to do this Mm -hmm. because that would be almost like taking like a feast like passover like a part of passover is celebrating god's provision in food Mm -hmm. Uh, it's not like that if you do passover right that you don't eat the rest of the year and that's right and god's provision the rest of the year is not a thing yeah um it, it actually is about protecting and establishing a connection with something that ought to be a reality all the rest mm-hmm. of the time, yeah. but kind of safeguarding it, you mm-hmm. know? And so, yeah, the, I, I mean, that's, that's where this conversation goes pear shaped. And I'm like, how do you even have it? Cause there's one conversation to have about the practice that God institutes of a rhythm of resting. Mm-hmm. Um, but rest with some footnotes that God's like, Hey, I'm going to tell you like what rest should be like. Mm. But then there's also a reality that's about there's a restfulness in God Mm -hmm. that Jesus invites us into that can be a part of every moment Mm. and and a resource to us at every moment, not just I look forward to that. Oh, it's Monday. I'm going to have to wait for Sunday now, Mm -hmm. you know. So there's there's a sort of rhythm and a reality here. And they they interrelate and uh, affect each other. Mm -hmm. If you don't, this is getting practical now, but like if you don't do the reality stuff any other time than Sunday, you're going to have a hard time Sundaying. Getting ready. Yeah. Um, but, Sundaying. And, but <laughs> vice versa is also true. Yeah. 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 Um, so we're, we're, we're modeled and invited. I love that you said, you said a rhythm and a reality. The rhythm mm. is to, in an ongoing um, best practices keep the Sabbath holy. But then there's also a, a reality that what we have on offer is not just in, in the rhythms that we set up, but actually in our, in our everyday. And I, so I like that, that language. Mm-hmm. Um, that final passage that we kind of wanted to land the plane on is in Hebrews four. Um, it says, and, and there will be a, a, do you have it pulled up? Cause I'm reading it I, off memory. There'll be a, a, a Sabbath rest for the people of God. Beginning chapter four, right? Yep. So it says, therefore, while the promise of entering his rest still stands, let us fear, lest, oh, lest, must have an older translation. Good. <laughs> Love that, it. That I you say lest very often. <laughs> lest you should seem to have failed to reach it. Mm. So there's this tension of like rest is available, mm-hmm. but it's not automatic. Mm-hmm. 
and mm. you like there there should be a sense of angst about like I don't want to miss out on that mm-hmm. yeah. because it can be missed out on mm-hmm. and yep. and Jesus is talking to like there's a rest for the people of God mm-hmm. so it's not talking about like oh yeah some people aren't going to know Jesus or I'm going to get saved or something like this he's talking to us yep. Christians in the church and saying not all of you are getting this mm-hmm. and so yeah that's that makes it really poignant mm-hmm. um, and helps us not I don't know, assume that, oh, well, you know, I said yes to Jesus and I, I go to church and I, I read my Bible and pray every day. And so, you know, me and God are cool. Mm. Like I've entered into his rest. Mm. Like rest is more than that. There's a kind of state of being on offer here that's um, mm. more profound than that. And then I mean, that's probably the reality part. Mm-hmm. And then Sabbath is the, how do I learn about that? Mm-hmm. Like, because it's interesting, like Sabbath makes me think a little bit of like the Garden of Eden as well. Like God made this beautiful Mm -hmm. garden and then said, now we're going to go to war outside the garden to go work there too. Mm -hmm. But you can come back in the garden because you you need a rhythm of refreshment and refilling and renewal and restoration. But also that place of refreshing in the garden also becomes the blueprint for the rest of reality as well Mm -hmm. and so we sit in the sort of now and not yet where not every day of the week is sabbath and so sabbath functions as a sort of recharge yeah Mm -hmm. but it also teaches us what monday should be like too yeah Mm -hmm. absolutely yeah Yeah. i read something um this morning uh it was a quote from someone and i don't like when i do this when it's so ambiguous like someone said this sometime i heard a good thing from a random person so yeah all glory to God, I guess, and not to this person. <laughs> you're, you're protecting them from getting proud. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's what's going that on. Was it's my good. Um, it said uh, that <laughs> Sabbath can be like a rest from labor and a rest from wandering aimlessly from enemy threat. And I think that that's what you were mm. touching on there. It's like, yeah, there's like a mm. a physical laboring that we do day in and day out that God invites us to rest from, and then there's also this this spiritual rest of mm-hmm. we go to war. And we need to fuel back up in the presence mm-hmm. of God in intentional ways because we're not just fighting a we're not fighting a war of flesh and blood we're fighting a war of spiritual darkness mm-hmm. yeah I, or like the sports sort of thing I, I'm just I mean mm-hmm. cricket much better than baseball but one <laughs> one advantage to baseball is that I can use this metaphor where they sweep their arms and go safe mm-hmm. right you're mm-hmm. not under threat you're mm-hmm. safe you're good. Mm-hmm. And this sort of like, we can feel like we're running around the field and someone's going to get us. But mm. actually what Sabbath helps us realize is that in the midst of all the running around, we are safe. Mm-hmm. And, like, mm-hmm. um, and, and there's, a, there's battles to be fought and hard things to be done, but they don't threaten us. Yeah. Yeah. Amen to that. Mm. So we want to we pivot a bit. We've laid a theological foundation for what does the Bible say about Sabbath and got to bring up some key verses. But we wanted to get practical with this and human with this. Of like, what does this look like? What is the rhythm and the reality, if you will, of, of Sabbath look like? And so uh, I wanted to invite Rebecca on here for a variety of reasons. I respect her wisdom and her insight and her leadership, even in my life, as she comes alongside me and prays and blesses me with 
words from God. Mm. Um, but she's also been in um, one of our uh, leadership cohorts where we've been talking about Sabbath. And it's just been fun to hear what God's been up to in her life. And she's one of our key leaders here at Westside. So we wanted to get her perspective on the good, bad, and ugly of what Sabbath looks like in her life. So Rebecca, will you give us a you know, a, maybe just a downplay or not a downplay, a download of what your Sabbath looks like on any given week and then what has been good about that and what has been hard about that. Yeah. Um, so first off, not the perfect Sabbather, definitely um, a student, but, you know, came with the background of Sunday as a day of rest mm. and have tried to maintain that kind of through um, raising children and then fighting against sports mainly mm. in that and then now later with a career that wants to take over mm. um, so that's a kind of backdrop um, so then you know as we've kind of focused in on this and really tried to kind of redefine it instead of from a background um, of it being this kind of empty day of rest mm. to a day that um, is focused on coming to him mm. um, I've been kind of battling through it with um, my son Tom and Lexi his uh, what do you call those things? Yeah. Fiance. He's, he's young lady. <laughs> uh, so their, you know, their natural day is Saturday. So we've been trying to do a Saturday together. So I've been kind of, um, you know, initially I was kind of trying to kind of sync with those guys mm. on on a, a, a on a Saturday day of rest, and it wasn't really working for me because um, there's things that other things that have to happen kind of on Saturday and there's also this slowing down and it's kind of like the 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 chains that have to kind of um you know I think I said mentioned it was like a derailleur that's what it feels like it's mm. this kind of like the, when, when you start to get kind of better at this you realize that it has to start earlier in the week and you have to start planning for mm. this slowdown and I was so I was kind of changing my cogs and kind of getting it into a Saturday rhythm, but it wasn't really quite working for me. So then now I'm back in a kind of Sunday rhythm where that just feels like the the best spot for me to take my rest. Mm. Um, but it kind of, but I'm still kind of slowing down on a Friday and then having breakfast with Tom and Lexi on Saturday and just this kind of, um, just kind of making sure the work gets done, the practical work gets done on Saturday so that we, I can really kind of slow, slow it down mm. for, um, for Sunday. And then I, I love the kind of the, the practical that the Hebrews do, which is, you know, you, even though it's their Friday that it starts in the evening the, that night before. And it's just, um, that kind of celebration mm. of family and people and um and then just kind of taking it through and 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 then resting but to me i think um you know the the things i've battled with or kind of heard is like it's this kind of retreat with god mm. you know this retreat and quietness and being away but but i think i feel like it's also community and it's yeah. um it's sharing meals, and I think in that uh, passage, Jesus was sharing a meal, um, and so it's you know it's not about retreat entirely. It's about so like celebration of um, of God and just His presence, but then also with others that will celebrate with you. But yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. I love that. I love. Uh, I think there's so much wisdom in what you said of in order to 
actually be able to enter into God's rest, you have to work intentionally to make sure that that rest can be entered into Mm -hmm. by making sure the things that maybe we feel tempted to try and get done on a day off are done prior to entering into, Mm -hmm. into that. So we're not distracted by, Oh, what I was supposed to, you know, mow the lawn or I was supposed to take this to this, or I was Mm -hmm. supposed to, you know, you fill in the blank. So the intention that you have behind being able to intentionally enter into God's rest, there's so much wisdom in that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. You can't just do, if you life's busy, you can't just go a hundred miles an hour and then stop and just slosh into because your, right. your yeah. brain is, your heart's just right. going to be carrying so down. much stuff. Yeah. Yep. And I mean, in a sense, you're always carrying something into Sabbath and that's part of a Sabbath process is mm-hmm. processing and putting them down and picking them up again differently and mm-hmm. things like that. But, mm-hmm. but the other thing I, I cause the intentionality of this of like planning the other thing that strikes me is you describe what you've tried to do is to find a repeatable pattern mm-hmm. because i think another way to make it harder is like every week to think oh when am i going to have some mm-hmm. sabbath time mm-hmm. and it's much harder to make a good plan to do a one-off every week than mm-hmm. it is to build a rhythm mm-hmm. which i think is why god said do it as a rhythm. Yeah. Yeah. That can be really hard. And, right. and it can take a while of experimenting and figuring mm-hmm. out like where the right spot and how to be ready for it and how to, you know, go into the next week after mm-hmm. it. And so, yeah, I, I like that process you've gone through of, mm. um, yeah, just trying some things out. Yeah. I, th- I think the other thing is like the blessing comes when you've had that break from the work. And I think of the Egyptians, you know, or the Israelites in Egypt and just not, you know, not even getting their straw and just having to make more bricks and more bricks mm. and more bricks. And there's always more to do. And there's yep. so much more work than is possible to do. Mm. And but then you take that break and it's like you can really go into it with kind of a much stronger kind of attitude and it's like and then you know it's good even if i decide to work on saturday it's confined mm. to those six mm. days and uh, you know it's just it's kind of it's hopeful yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. yeah. absolutely yeah so absolutely. often there's those i mean i can be a little bit like uh, carrying lots of things so i'm on a trajectory and i actually need the interruption mm-hmm. to then like if i'm gonna if my trajectory needs changing or realigning mm-hmm. you know just thinking about things and like i need to be interrupted mm-hmm. so there's <laughs> there's even a sort of practical sense mm-hmm. in which if all i got out of stopping was that i'd still do it because mm-hmm. that's that's such an amazingly needed thing if you're the type of person that you know when you've got an idea you can just go because mm-hmm. um, it builds in space for self-reflection right. reflection on the world reflection mm-hmm. on your life and what's going on and and that is a rare commodity mm-hmm. for loads of people right mm-hmm. we, you know and which you is why add- self-awareness is so low for so many mm-hmm. You could add creativity into that as well. It's mm. like mm. letting God speak into, you know, inspire yes. you. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, it's hard. Absolutely. It's like it's hard to see things differently when you're on the roller coaster. Yeah. yeah. You're just screaming. 
Mm. Yeah, absolutely. I'd like to get off, please. I'd like to get off. You can. That's the good news of yes. this podcast today. <laughs> At the bottom. <laughs> um, what's been what's been a, a challenging aspect of Sabbath for for you? Phone, phone. Okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Communication. There's too many things that it does. So. <laughs> Um, and that's partly why I've changed to Sunday as well, because I always call my mom on Saturday. So I'm, I'm thinking, you know, if I'm trying to have a day away from devices yeah. and entertainment, I think that's actually a really important one mm-hmm. as well. Um, then it's kind of, there's so many things that are to do with family that might just make you want to go on your phone and then there's all those other things on the phone you know so yeah. I, I would yeah. say uh, uh, technology is a struggle um, but yeah I don't think it's I think it's getting those t- who are around you to understand that that you're not available yeah, <laughs> um, or just have a way to engage with it healthily and then put it back down yeah Absolutely, absolutely. We're, yeah. We live in a world where the com- the phone controls you more than you control the phone, right. yeah. and it's a scary thing to it's even like we've articulate. Got airplane mode and all these like we need Sabbath mode, mm-hmm. so like someone That's can try and one. call you, you but million. then they just get a message <laughs> that says like this person's Sabbathing. Is this an emergency? This is what constitutes an emergency. I'll yeah, put that's you through <laughs> if it's really an emergency. That's the key is yeah. what constitutes an emergency. Yeah. Like, hey, where was that recipe on Pinterest? That's not an emergency. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. yeah. But it's so hard to, to declare freedom even from the the accessibility that we are because of yeah. our phones. That's Yeah, and it's a twofold thing. We feel like we ought to have access to see everything going on in the world. And feel yep. weird when we don't see that, have that as our diet, which I'm not sure is how God designed humans to be. No. A bit more focused in the community in the here and now, I think. Um, but yeah, that other part is we not just make ourselves available, but we feel bad. Like mm-hmm. if you caught yourself like someone texted me and like, oh, sorry, I didn't text you back. What, mm-hmm. 30 minutes? Like... Right, you know, like is that, the urgency is that, of... Is that the measure of urgency about everything? Yeah. You know, so it's... Yeah, it... And that I... If there's a sort of chicken and egg thing here. Like, if you Sabbath well and include, like, your accessibility in that, mm. it can help you experiment with what actually a healthier version of accessibility is. Mm. But you need to experiment with a healthier version <laughs> to at least create some Sabbath. Right. So... yeah. 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 They absolutely. relate, don't they? Absolutely. Yeah. But but that's another sort of practical thing about Sabbath is I mean, I'm saying the word experiment, you didn't use that, but you described that process mm-hmm. of like you can't really sit down and conjure up, here's my perfect Sabbath mm-hmm. and now I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. Because so you're you're learning something about reality and if you allow God to lead you on the journey, what was uh a primary thing for all of us to push into is probably going to be different and different mm-hmm. to someone else listening. Mm-hmm. You know, mm. so to try to take all the land at one time right. would be a, a bit unwise. And so, sort of slow, steady, small steps and you know, thoughtful, reflective, mm-hmm. like see how it actually goes. Because mm-hmm. you'll try a bunch of things that just Won't that's work. not you. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, 
when my husband Jake and I started practicing Sabbath together a couple of years ago, I kid you not, he looked at me after a month of doing it and said, babe, I love you, but you are acting like the Third Reich of the Sabbath. Like the amount of, if any of you watch Friends when Monica says we're supposed to start having fun in 15 minutes, that was the attitude that I had for Sabbath of like, we are supposed to be resting. And that was the tone and that was the anxiety exuding off. Rest of me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he's like, nope, that's not how we're going to do things. So I, there was so much dying to self and my perfectionism and high standards and a little bit of workaholism that I mm-hmm. bend towards that had to die in order to pick up what life could look like on offer through Jesus. So in enc- that wasn't encouraging, but that was supposed to be encouraging. The encouragement in that is, is we are humans interacting with Sabbath. And so the the gospel of grace of Jesus Christ covers our interactions with Sabbath when they don't go according to the plan that we may have set mm. up in our minds. It's supposed to be. It's actually requires a lot of effort to allow Sabbath to be the, the rest for our souls that God intended because it works against the grain of how culture is telling us to live our life. Yeah. It's so subversive and we're going to re- even mm-hmm. recommend a book called yes, Subversive Sabbath. Yeah. <laughs> and actually you've both said something. So you've talked about like going from single to married mm-hmm. and then you talked about sort of kids and kids mm-hmm. growing and, and there's a mm-hmm. season of life difference mm-hmm. where you've both pointed at having to learn the Sabbath as the seasons change. Mm -hmm. So that it just shows there isn't a sort of ideal, hey, just tell me, tell me what to do. Mm -hmm. It's going to be personal to you, um, Mm -hmm. where you're at and your season and who you're with. And and that can be a little daunting, but I think it also, there's another way of looking at it is you're just, you're invited on an adventure. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a good and, way of looking and if at you it. if you lower your expectations from perfectionism, which some of us, you know, pointing at myself here, <laughs> may have issues, mm-hmm. um, th- then that actually can be exciting and a, a great invitation. Mm-hmm. You know, if you've, I mean, sabbathing when you've got toddlers, or you know, just <laughs> there are some seasons where you're, what on earth does it look like to yeah. rest now? You know, <laughs> yeah, mm, and absolutely. you do have to get really creative, which is, and that's a word you used, mm-hmm. Rebecca, as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. Do you think, I mean, I think what is cool is when you start and just start trying it, um, then as you read, the Sabbath verses kind of pop mm. out and it's like seeing them in a different way. And it's mm. like, oh, is that what you're saying? You know, you're kind of like in it with, with him yeah. instead of just kind of, oh, I've got to do that and I've got to do that. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Yeah. That's a good point. I think it is so easy to lose sight of the purpose of Sabbath, even in the midst of Sabbath. So to, mm. to read that and go, God is in it with me. And I actually can be in a, in a relate, it can be a relationship that I have with God as he helps me and guides me into what Sabbath could look like. It's not like, Oh God has asked me to figure this out on my own. And then I'm going to show up to my Sabbath, just absolutely prepared to wow him in all my <laughs> spiritual fervor. Like that's just not what is on offer in this. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I love that Rebecca. Yeah. Um, I have a few things I want to say if at the very end okay. as to what to expect of the we're, Sabbath yeah, season. We're, we're getting close to an hour and if, yeah. if, like, if we just relaxedly talk about Sabbath for long enough, we're actually going to encroach on people's Sabbaths. Yes, so that's true. Let's do the, the quick irony. fire round. Uh, so 
Yes. Yeah, sort, of, sort of final thoughts. Mm-hmm. I, I'm going to go first uh, okay. because I'm already talking, so I can just do that. Yes. Because <laughs> um, I want to throw out like a practical thing for us and our house. Like we Sabbath on a Friday because Sunday's such a big work day at church. Mm-hmm. And so we have a sort of, well, I Sabbath as me. So I get, I, it's a morning I can spend just a bit more time praying. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it's also a day I can spend a bit more time just, talking yeah with anna and then when the kids are done with school trying to protect it from being full and include them and 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 we just have to get creative we're trying to create some like make sure the kids are creating space on a different day that works for Mm -hmm. them so you have this sort of Mm -hmm. actually there isn't a day that works for all of us in the same household um but i'm also really aware practically that i'm as i'm learning to sabbath there's unhealth there's a sort of non-restedness in my the rest of my week Mm -hmm. that means a part of sabbath for me at the moment is actually recovery Mm -hmm. and i'm okay with that because that's the that's the the step on the journey i'm on but it's not the destination Mm -hmm. and so it's actually a blend of like recovery and like so i'm you know because people think oh a pastor you must like yeah read your bible and pray all day like no (laughs) like go for a walk get some food have a bit of a date have fun like a sabbath can be for putting in like the important restful parts of life Mm -hmm. not just you know like oh i've got to like read a commentary on leviticus (laughs) trying to think of what would be a daunting thing (laughs) (laughs) that is yes (laughs) and and so there's an imperfection in it but i think the imperfection is also you can sort of notice um what direction that imperfection is going like what you're learning in the midst of that as well yeah Yeah. well put Mm. any last thoughts from you rebecca (sighs) i don't know um (laughs) i think you've said it um I would just say one thing. I just I think it's necessary um, spiritually, emotionally, and physically. Mm. And so when you talk about um, catching up from a lack of re- and just having to reset and it being somewhat painful, I totally concur with that. And my body needs it. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you said it. Really is a yeah. physical, emotional, spiritual, yeah. relational. It's, it's very yeah. holistic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the So I don't necessarily have any uh, last thoughts. I just wanted to kind of lay the pathway forward of what to expect for the Sabbath season as far as the ingredients midweek and, and that kind of thing. Does that sound okay to Do it. dive into? Okay, so uh, the rhythm that we want to build in, and I love that Richard said at the very beginning, it's not that we want like these next four weeks to be an opportunity for everyone at Westside who calls Westside home to practice and perfect Sabbath. That's, that's such an unrealistic expectation. What we want, what our heart is um, on staff is that we would begin to get curious about this rhythm and this practice that's, that Jesus says is a part of what it means to live life to the full, start to get curious about it, experiment with it, re-engage maybe if you have lost that rhythm in the midst of a, such a hard year or begin to engage with it for the first time if this is not if this is more of a new uh, practice for you. We've got some book recommendations that we're going to put in the notes if um, reading further on this is something that could be helpful in addition to the passages that we read. 
Um, but what we want to do to help support this journey is on Tuesdays and Thursdays over the next four weeks, you'll receive the heart, uh, a bit of a, the heart of Sabbath and the life of Sabbath. So what I mean by that is on Tuesdays, there'll be a Sabbath meditation rooted in Psalm 23, um, all about how the shepherd restores our soul. And so we're going to take that um, passage verse by verse and just um, have us a, a, a beautiful 10 minute Sabbath uh, meditation for the people of God here at Westside um, to get a taste of the heart behind Sabbath. And then on Thursdays, we're going to read a little bit of the life of Sabbath. So we're interviewing um, four households, if you will, uh, of people who call Westside home. Um, Tom and Lexi are actually one of them. Mm -hmm. So uh, Rebecca's son and uh, soon to be daughter-in-law. Um, and we've got three households or four, excuse me, four households. They're going to be talking about how Sabbath has showed up for them in their life, how they've engaged in, engaged in Sabbath, the good, bad, and ugly of what that's looked like from, for them and, um, how it's ultimately changed the way that they show up to interact and commune with the living God. So you can expect those testimonies on Thursdays of, um, of the next four weeks. So you get a little bit of a taste of the heart behind it and the life of how this is showing up in our church and in our community here at Westside. And we're excited to journey with you guys in exploring and inviting us into, um, life and life to the full, according to the way of Jesus. Yeah. That's exciting. Mm -hmm. be lots of variety. Yep. Lots of stuff to try. Mm -hmm. And as ever, like questions, get in touch, see us on Sunday, come pray with us. Mm -hmm. and yeah, we're excited for what God's going to do. So thanks for listening, everyone, and we'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening to this episode of the House of Learning podcast. This podcast is produced by A Jesus Church College, based at Westside A Jesus Church in Portland, Oregon. AJC College trains and mobilizes the next generation of kingdom leaders through an accredited four-year degree in biblical studies with an emphasis on leadership and formation. We combine classroom learning with mentoring and ministry apprenticeship for a third of the cost of traditional college. To find out more, go to ajccollege.org or follow us on Instagram to find out if this is where God could be calling you to explore your calling. If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review, subscribe, and share it with someone. And if you have a question you'd like us to chat about, please let us know. You can email us at podcast at ajccollege.org. If you can, send us a 20-second audio recording saying who you are and where you're from, along with your question, and we'd love to include it in a future episode.